Welcome, Welcome to your morning cup with Ben's Academy. Academy. I'm Kara. And I'm Ash. And we're Cash. So, for those of you who've been following Anelia Benz's work or driving to the Red podcast mm-hmm. with Anelia and Larry, um, you know that this month they did another monthly class on ultra terrestrial intelligence. Such an amazing class. Basically, it's about aliens. <laughs> but we use that term ultra dimensional intelligence for very specific reasons that are explored in the class. But that whole like foundation of itself expands your awareness, which is super cool. And it's also terrestrial. Oh no! <laughs> this I is exactly what we're gonna be talking about. Ah! I did, I did that too in the show notes. So ultra terrestrial intelligence. What did I say? Ultra dimensional. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. They may be ultra dimensional too, but They're, that's not really what we focus a, no, on. No, that's that's a different class. But yeah, this is exactly <laughs> what we were talking about. So it's really funny because um, if you aren't familiar with it. I am. I host after parties for the Driving to the Res podcast, as well as study groups for the monthly classes at Subscribestar forward slash Anelli Benz. And um, in the study group call, we're getting ready for it, and I'm like, "What did we talk about in the class?" You know, here I am supposed to host it, and I'm like, "What was covered? What? I don't huh? really remember." <laughs> like. And everything that was talked about, I think it is like common knowledge. Yeah. You know, yeah, like nothing basic. was new. Nothing yeah, was nothing new. new. Nothing yeah. new. Nothing, nothing was new. new. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, interesting. Okay. Because I just, I knew there's something up. It was like my first mm. signal that, okay, something's up here. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to go back and listen to it, of course, before hosting a study group. Mm-hmm. I've got to know the material. And the funny thing is, actually, during the call, we get to this point in the call where Anelia starts talking about something related to the Anunnaki and the internet shuts down. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> internet shuts down. I get dropped from the call for probably about like 20 minutes. Like wow. I get back on and she's done talking about whatever it was she was oh talking about gosh. with Anunnaki and I was like, mm, mm. that was probably a good bit. Mm-hmm. There's a signal there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's like chunks of data missing in my memory as well as chunks of data I wasn't able to actually absorb because I got kicked out of the class because I had technical problems. Yes, right? yes. So I go back and I listened to the class again, but I, you know, I'm prepared a little bit more this time. I, I had my notebook before, but I just tried to make sure there were no distractions. I was more ready for mm-hmm. it. And I, um, I listened to the class and I'm like, holy smokes, there's so much data here. Mm-hmm. Like rewind, listen to that again, write it down. Like all the things that like I had missed when I was attending it live initially. So it was really funny because I'm like, wow, that was a lot. Man, I must have some firewalls. That's really interesting. Okay, cool. Well, working through it, right? So setting myself up for success, going to listen to it again, take my notes, and I'm going to have a study group tomorrow mm-hmm. with everybody. So I go to the study group, and you know what? What? Most of the people forgot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Most of the people, I bring up topics, and they're like, wait, what? That was covered? Mm-hmm. Somebody even took a, a picture, like a screenshot of all of us in the study group, and they're like... like Huh. <laughs> like all these confused looks on our faces. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. They talked about that. Were we in the same class? Um, so it's hilarious because what that says to me is that means we started entering into territory of data and information that isn't 
maybe well-known in the collective. Mm. It's We're expanding our awareness mm-hmm. as a collective, getting, not just as individuals. Kind of like pushing the boundaries and getting out of our comfort zone. Yeah. And it, that things can come up when that happens. Yes, yeah. exactly. Funny things So there's things you can look out for when you're kind of coming into that um, territory or that dynamic where you're starting to press through like the barriers uh, of reality uh, of as you know uh, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Forgetfulness, super common. Yep. Like forgetting the name of the course. Yes. Or misremembering things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other, misunderstanding. Misunderstanding. Yep. Yep. <laughs> totally hearing it wrong. How many times I've like repeated back to Anelia. So you said, said da, 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 da. and she's like, no, no I never said that. I'm like, oh, she's like go back to that <laughs> class, re-listen and, and let me know the exact minute of where yeah. I said that. It's like, no, oh. you, no, you never, you said, never it. said that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Technical problems. Getting dropped off the internet. That's a yep. disconnection that's or all of a sudden clear. like your, your mm. you know, your service gets like choppy and everyone gets saying anymore. Yeah. And sometimes even just flat out didn't hear it. Yeah. Like in one ear and out the other. Yes. Did not stick at all. Yes. At all. That can happen a lot. with yeah. Some of Amelia's work. It's like, I read this article 20 times I took this course five times and say what I've never heard that before (laughs) are you kidding me yeah especially with this class there were a couple of moments where that happened yes totally (laughs) and where we get to a point where not only do we like maybe we forget it or we misunderstand it or we walk away from it being like hmm Mm -hmm. I think I know all of that already. Yeah. There's yeah, there's nothing new there. Like no. I don't know what you would call that, but like maybe dismissive of the material or something. Yeah. Um, because I was kind of feeling that after the class, I was like, oh yeah, this seems like it was pretty common knowledge. Mm-hmm. No. No, there was no, a lot more. No, in it. it wasn't. Yeah, it's almost like to me, I've had that come up, and in my experience, it's almost like a egoic reaction Mm -hmm. of like oh I know it already and it's like dismissive of like nothing to learn here yeah which is an immediate red flag because if we get to a point where we think we know everything chances are we are open to hijack if not already hijacked right so at that point it's like get curious like oh what did you think you knew about everything already or what what didn't seem interesting or, mm-hmm. you know, just to kind of prompt and see, is this actually true right. or is this a dismissive firewall coming up through the ego? True. That's such a good point. And, you know, I think also like knowing who the data is coming from and, you know, especially when it's somebody that you trust and you're really familiar with their work and you know that usually what they put out there is like boundary pushing like mm-hmm. for example with Anelia's work like it's usually I'm um, I'm getting a little bit of a uh, not a little bit I'm getting an expanded awareness kind mm-hmm. of um, download when when doing her classes or her work so it's like knowing that it's like hmm, hmm is this typical of this person and my experience of them is this a common experience I have no so that's even more of curious yeah that's another good point know the source or think about the source and take it into consideration because yep. this won't be true with every piece of content you read on the internet or listen to on a podcast <laughs> but when information comes in with the iBenz method through Nelia Benz 
you know, usually it's coming straight from source or from the human collective because we're ready. It's like we're ready to receive this information, but it's almost like going through the cobwebs of the veil of forgetfulness and our own programs of limitation and it, it's actually a pretty common thing. It doesn't have to happen all the time, but we know from our experience that yeah. this can happen. So yeah. if we're aware of it, then we can, you know, go into it with eyes wide open. And if something comes up, look at it. <laughs> well, and I think that's the thing where, you know, we've talked a lot here about the Instant Manifestation Workshop. And it is packed full of so much, what would you call it? It's like, deep dive into the nature of reality, right? You're learning how to decode the matrix in order to manifest the experiences and the reality you like to experience, right? That's not a small thing. No. You definitely... It's <laughs> you learn how to Mac hack the matrix. Yeah. Like, you need to learn how to code first. Yeah. And it's not a small thing. So you yeah. need to understand how it works and how our co-creations yeah. work, how we have agreements in this shared experience and reality, so that you're able to work within those like structured agreements, but also to create the experiences you want to create without really infringing on others' free will and whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. So it might sound easy, maybe not. To me, it's like, oh, shoot, okay, that's a lot. And when you're in it, you really are getting to that point where you're like boundary pushing, you know, mm-hmm. you're opening up, you're expanding your awareness to understanding the nature of reality and manifestation in a greater way. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of that, which is also why, like, I think I've watched every lecture maybe five times now. And I attended it live. (laughs) And still. (laughs) And I still, like, read transcripts and I take notes. Yeah. Because it's, like, so easy to forget. I'm like, we talked about that? Mm -hmm. How many times have we taken the workshop? Like, really? Like, I mean, obviously as facilitators, but, like, we facilitated it, what, like, Three times, four times now, five times yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of the things that you can do so things stick is you go back and reread it, rewatch yes. it. Especially if you realize like, wait, I just read two pages and I don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's a key clue of like, yes. okay, go back. There's some kind of firewall or resistance to the information. Yep. So revisit it, reread, rewatch, reread, rewatch, and see if it sticks. And getting it in different formats, I found, is really helpful too. So listening to it, watching it, um, reading it, taking notes with it, so you're actually writing down what's um, what what's being discussed. That's, those are all other ways to absorb it. Absolutely, and a key part of all of this is not doing it alone. Yes. Because it's so much easier to miss some of those things if you're in a silo. Mm-hmm. Like, you just don't know until you talk about it with someone. They're like, hey, did you hear that whole thing about Shadow Anunnaki? What? <laughs> yeah. No. Shadow Anunnaki? What are you talking about? Who are, who's, who are they? What's that I'm going to have to re-listen now, you know? Yeah. Like, that's just one example, but... You know, doing it as a group helps us not only expand our awareness, but make sure that we get help with our blind spots. Because oftentimes when we're pushing the boundaries, we have and a lot of bounds, uh, a lot of blind spots. It's true, and there's lots of ways to do that. Like in the instant manifestation workshop, we also have um, labs, right? So you go to lab, and now you take the theory of what we learn about about decoding the matrix and manifestation and you put that into practice right and the theory of how all of this works and the process into practice 
with facilitators who obviously are more versed in the material, who understand the process to a greater degree, have done more studying with Anelia around it, and can help you. So mm-hmm. like, oh wait, time out. No, 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 no. That's not what we were talking about. That's not the process. Or, wow, that was really great. Nice job. Like, you're really getting it. Like, now here's another thing that you could do to expand upon that and to build upon it and make it even better. So there, that helps. And then also, like we talked about, like the study groups, right? Like going to a study group or creating a study group of your own, like that also is mm-hmm. another way to in- interact and engage with others. And we've said it on this podcast a million times. Expanding your awareness isn't just about studying alone. Right. Right. When we get with other people and we start to study data material together, we actually collectively expand our awareness because now we're tuning into all mm-hmm. of our awareness. Yeah. Right. So it's even like you you have the potential to expand your awareness to a greater degree than you would as a singular. Exactly. And this has been proven by academic research, by learning theories for millennia. I mean, it goes back to the Greeks, honestly, probably even before, because we learn better as a group because we have those multiple perspectives and with that expanded awareness, we can go deeper and really enrich the process of learning than if we were to do it on our own. And so not only that, but it's just fun, right? It's way more fun. Like, it's cool. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to talk about, you know, why cat people don't exist or whatever? I don't know. This is an example. <laughs> or, and if you don't understand what we're oh, talking about, you need to listen take the to the terrestrial class. intelligence class. Exactly. <laughs> it's just fun to explore it with others and even like truth information together or look at things that might have been a little confusing because with feedback from other people you know we get clarity Mm -hmm. and that helps us learn that helps us retain the information because because ultimately we want to put it into practice right we want to integrate it into our lives and if you put yourself in a situation where you have to talk about it too with others you don't just get it and you simmer on it and then it gets like kind of filed away in your memory bank if you actually have to talk and interact with that or do something with that content it's another way of learning and reinforcing our learning. I, I showed up to the study group that I'm hosting, by the way, and I forgot the name of the class. Oh, no. <laughs> what I, I just like, did. Exactly. I was like, ultra uh, ocean terrestrial something. <laughs> yeah. Like, welcome. Anyway. It's so you know, true. It happens, so. Yeah. Talking yeah. through it is actually really effective. It's like the Socratic model of learning where... If you can speak about something, and it's one thing to like, you know, get a data dump and read it, but if you have to teach it to someone else, or if you have to explain it to someone who doesn't know anything about it, then that you're truly like integrating it. And even better is using it in your day-to-day life, right? So that's why working with others and having guided facilitation can make such a big difference because it's so easy to just forget what just was said (laughs) and it and even the example earlier with like with what you said with the title of the class ultra dimensional uh, intelligence Mm -hmm. which is not what it's titled no but because you said it i can help and say wait no actually that's not yes right but if you hadn't said it and in your mind that would have stuck you know the information you don't have a chance to kind of have that checks and balances that it's our strength of our awareness looking at this information together. So if I'm misunderstanding it or not interpreting it correctly, you know, I know that one of my allies is going to 
help me understand. Totally. Exactly. To bring clarity. Exactly. Because in my mind, I said the title correctly. Yeah. Ultra... Oh, I was going to say the correct one. <laughs> yeah, Ultra, see, that exactly. <laughs> Ultra dimensional intelligence. Right. It's yeah. like, no, mm-hmm. that's not the name of it. Ultra terrestrial. <laughs> right. So right. our strength is your strength. Your strength is our strength. This yes. is where having that ally collaboration just makes such a big difference. Right. And why do we do all this learning? Right. Like, that's a really good question mm. because one for me, I find it like super fascinating and interesting. I love this kind of me stuff. Too. So like <laughs> learning about it, think like testing and pushing the boundaries of what I think I know and mm. understand in Israel to like, you know, coming to new understandings where it feels more expanded. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's kind of like an elevated perspective of what I had before. That's cool. Oh, now, like, even more so, right? I love that experience. Mm -hmm. But the other is, and Anaya had said this, actually, in the class, is as we study the data, we become, uh, it makes us the sovereign of our reality, Mm. right? So we become empowered through studying that data. Mm -hmm. And then it's like we don't fall for the manipulations or the misinformation or the whatever's right that's out there because there's a lot of that right that's especially now this class is so timely uh, because we are seeing more of the ufo narrative coming through the official mainstream channels of communication and it's good to be aware of what's happening on the planet like be street smart and not be manipulated by it in a conscious way. So this class is part of that training and and better understanding of like what's going on in the world. Like the other day we saw an article from the Weather Channel talking about how a mother ship could possibly be sending probes to study Earth. It's like, what does this have to do with the weather? (laughs) But it's an agenda, right? So why do we study this material? Because we are helping ourselves set ourselves up for success so that we can navigate the co-creation of reality of this planet in a street smart way. Because we are still going through a split mm-hmm. and there is still a lot of agendas in play, some high frequency, some low frequency, and the ET equation is going to be big this year. So let's look at it with eyes wide open and let's practice. Let's integrate the material and explore what ultra-terrestrial intelligence is and what it means to us and what we find interesting about it yep and if we want to take the common narrative or the general narrative like so be it go for it you know that feels good for you and let let what you hear um in that like mainstream you could say like fashion define how you respond to your life so be it Mm -hmm. by all means but because you're listening to our podcast in the first place, I have a feeling it's probably not what you're into. Yes. <laughs> and so it's like, how do we empower ourselves, right? It all comes down to we learn. We get the data. We start to look at the information. We get other resources and question from what we're hearing only from one maybe source or one mainstream kind of um, narrative, right? So that's, that's our responsibility if we don't want to give our power away to that, right? We, we get information, we get data. And then, like always, as we mentioned here so many times, truth it for yourself, mm-hmm. right? We'll link the truth in class, the truth in lies class um, in the show notes. But that's like, it doesn't get better than that for being able to be sovereign and, and learning data, sifting through different 
resources and finding out what's actually resonant or dissonant for you. Such a good point because we need to inform ourselves, right? And there's a lot of ways in which we can inform ourselves on what on anything, whether it's searching stuff on the internet to, you know, what's in the news to, you know, what our friends and family are up to. There's a lot of ways in which we inform ourselves. But just because something says something's true doesn't mean it is. Like data can come in many, many forms. So truthing it is such a valuable skill set, especially when we're exploring topics like ultra-terrestrial intelligence or extraterrestrial intelligence um, or UFOs or... Even ultra-dimensional Ultra-dimensional intelligence. Exactly. Because there's so many data streams on this stuff. It's been out there for decades from all sorts of different sources of information. And it's like, man, how do you navigate all that? Well, you take your power back and you truth it. In other words, you see what resonates for you according to your expression and what you want to experience in reality. So it's a very practical tool and very useful when it comes to this stuff, especially when we're hitting the boundaries of what makes us comfortable in reality. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think uh, I think I'm hardwired to like push the boundaries of awareness. Yes. <laughs> Although it doesn't mean I always do it well. <laughs> yes. Well, exactly. That's why we have allies exactly. and why we practice because it's like going to school when you're young or even as an adult, when you learn something new, like a new skill or a new hobby, we have to practice. We're not going to be experts immediately. Just like how you might learn a fact and then forget it immediately, or you're learning a craft and, you know, it's like, literally scratches on a piece of paper instead of a beautiful drawing it just takes practice and larry gives a really nice story in the class which is ultra terrestrial intelligence just to be clear (laughs) yes (laughs) but he gives a really nice story and i'm not gonna give it in full detail or to like how nice as how as well as he presented it but the gist is he had a regression where a past life regression where he saw himself like at a canyon And at the canyon, he saw flying turtles in the sky, right? Do turtles fly? No, no. It wasn't, they weren't actually flying turtles. But the way he looked at it and was able to interpret that data, to him that meant he saw something that was unfamiliar and he tried to understand it through the reality constructs that he had in that past life. Mm -hmm. So at the time, turtles was what it looked like, right? It was like a hard shell shape, right? right and it was in the sky, so yeah. there must be turtles were flying, but they were giant, right? And now, with his awareness, he was like, oh, it was some type of UFO or spaceship or, or craft of some sort. And that's what he saw. But he didn't have the maybe language or the data points to understand. So just to add to all of this, it's like when we come together and we learn this information, doing it together, you know, taking these classes, it helps us to get the language and the data points so we can understand what's even going on, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, we can start to understand, are there, you know, weather balloons being, like, shot down in the sky, or what's going on, Mm -hmm. right? Um, It's, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, examples of those you know, equivalent of flying turtles in the media, like flying saucer. It's saucer is like what you put under a cup, right? Isn't that like mm-hmm. a saucer? So it's like that shape 
flying around. Do saucers fly? No. I've also seen others that are like cigar-shaped, uh, asteroid-like objects. It's like, <laughs> okay. But it's like we don't have the words or context right. to define it. Right. So it looks like a cigar. Yeah. Lots of asteroid-shaped cigar. <laughs> But again, it's like we don't have the words because they haven't been in our reality matrix, right? At least in our level of awareness so far. So we try to make sense of it by symbolically using metaphors or categorizing things. And, you know, it's not perfect, but at least gets us forward in the conversation a little bit. For sure. Is it actually a flying saucer or a weather balloon or flying turtle? I guess you'll just have to treat that for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. so where do you find all this information? Well, one, we're going to, of course, post it in our show notes. Yes. But two, to find the class that we're talking about, the Ultra Terrestrial Intelligence, you can go to subscribe star forward slash Anelia Benz and become a patron of the light. Support our, our, light, our, our artists of the light, Anelia and Larry, and making the podcast, doing their monthly classes. You can subscribe there and get access to that. And then you can also go to ibensacademy.com where you can enroll in the upcoming Instant Manifestation Workshop. We have several going on throughout the year. They're all booked. Um, There's also payment options, which is really nice, something we were able to add to this round. Yeah, and it's such a great opportunity to put everything into practice that we've been talking about. So expanding your awareness, you know, getting to those edges of reality and pushing yourself past your comfort zone, but doing it with a group that is supportive, that gives you feedback, that helps you apply it in day-to-day life so that when you walk away from the workshop, you'll know how to instantly manifest. Literally, instantly manifest what you want in life. Like that. It's super cool. So don't do it alone. Join us at ibensacademy.com and we will be your facilitators for the workshop coming up in May. We look forward to seeing you there. Bye for now.